0: The MMA Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. WinBet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Massachusetts, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, and Virginia. For boosted same-game parlays to live in-game odds, WinBet has what you need to win. Bet $100 and get $100 at WinBet.com or download the WinBet app and start winning today. State restrictions do apply. We're also brought to you by the Sports Gambling Podcast Final Four Watch Party. This Saturday, sweat out your bets and win prizes with Ryan, Sean, and Colby over at YouTube.com slash Podcast. Plus, make sure to fill out our listener survey for a chance to win a $100 SGPN gift card. Just go to SportsGamblingPodcast.com survey.
1: Hi, DeGenerinos, and welcome to the MMA Gambling Podcast, the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. Episode three hundred and nineteen goes out to Scott Coker for his amazing matchmaking in Bellator. So says my co-host. So there you go, uh, Mr. Coker. This goes out to you. I'm sure you're listening. I thank you for coming to the show. If you haven't guessed already, this is a Bellator episode of the MMA Gambling Podcast. I am with your host, Jeff Chalks Fox. I am not the one who requested that we do Bellator. Um, not the records show that my co-host requested it again, as he usually does. He requests that we do Bellator and he did it again this week. So this is going to be a Bellator episode, Bellator 293, I believe, headlined by heavyweights. So Bellator heavyweights, what could be better than that? So let's bring in my co-host. He'll tell you why this is a must-watch event. Uh, well, this is a must listen to podcast at the very least, because um, we'll have fun regardless of what we're betting on. But he's going to tell you why it is a must watch event. Go ahead, Mr. Daniel Gumby. I, I won't tell you why it's
0: a must watch event, but if somebody in the discord, I can't remember exactly who it was pointed out like it does have a better number of prospects here <laughs> and they, they are doing a better job of uh, I'm going to give them some credit. Give, give me a second. They are doing a better job of not just being like, hey, prospect go fight this Owen 16 guy we found in an alley somewhere. Um, And like actually challenging him. Like, hey, this looks like a heavyweight prospect. Maybe have him fight the former UFC guy. Or, hey, this is a women's featherweight prospect. Maybe have him fight somebody who fought for a UFC title one time. And it's like, oh, okay. Like we're actually answering questions here about whether or not people are ready to step up. So like that's that's kind of a fun move on Bellator's part. So I'll give him credit for that one. I will also say, you know, you are you said that I was uh I was asking for Bellator. I will you say did. that that typically only happens in a week where we have to come up with three regional shows. Bellator <laughs> yep. is my third choice.
1: <laughs> well, Bellator brings in the listeners though, Dan. In the past Bellator brings all the boys to the yard. It does. In the past, it's it's uh got us decent enough download numbers that it's it's worthy of us doing it's not just a it's not just the weirdos on our um in our discord who watch all mma and and bet on it because we have a bunch of weirdos and a bunch of sickos that even watch bellator uh prelims and bet on them
0: i i love you sickos and by the way you're gonna love these bellator ones after i give you my picks for them oh yes
1: definitely this is a an amazing card well no it's, it's a better card i guess is what dan's saying uh, i'm telling you that somebody's... not only
0: is it a better card it is a betters card ah
1: huh? oh uh? wow <laughs> i'm supposed to be here for the uh, horrible humor but dan's taking over see that's what happens when i go on vacation for a while dan uh forgets what his role is here but i will accept that as a, a as a horrible joke so all right uh before we step into things uh even more let's tell you about WinBet because we are brought to you by WinBet, the official online sports book of the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. WinBet is now active in Massachusetts for all the weirdos that live there and tons of other states. Be on the lookout for the WinBet a win hour each Thursday from 5 to 6 p.m. Eastern time during WinBet. Win hour marquee games of the week will have better odds on win bet, giving you a larger payout opportunity. And March Madness is here, so many ways to bet on the big dance. Sign up today to receive a special offer, bet $100, get $100, limited state availability. And of course, for our de- gens only, all of you listening are the gens, obviously. If you hit the biggest launch shot probably of the week, you get a thousand dollar free credit. So much to choose from, all you have to do is head over to winbet.com or download the winbet app. Offer subject to change. Terms and conditions at winbed.com Must be 21 or older and present in the state. Where play through windbed is available. If you are someone you know has a gambling problem, call one 522 4700 I used to be able to say that state that you live in, Dan, properly. But now I have to say it on podcasts. So I can't pronounce it. Ever.
0: Yeah, that, It's it's a weird one. I noticed that last episode. Massachusetts. And I just
1: I just raced right through it. It's like more than one. No
0: there's more than one Mesa. Uh It's Massachusetts.
1: Massachusetts. There we go. Right, harder to it. say than ontario right ontario is very easy to say
0: yeah, ontario is pretty easy yeah yeah
1: yeah. no <laughs> honestly i, I uh Did you like how i race through it and hope you don't snicker but then I, I call myself out anyhow so there you go all yeah,
0: right. yeah. I, I usually with with the ads i will say <laughs> i tune you out more than you tune me out when i'm giving you picks for regional cards <laughs> <laughs> like
1: today's episode you just wait if dan kicks it to me with a question i will have no idea what he's talking about but all right before we get to that i gotta tell you about a couple amazing things happening over at SGP. The SGP Masters is one. Uh, looking to hang out with Sean and Ryan? Obviously, you want to hang out with the bosses at Stadium Swim. That makes it even better. And watch the biggest golf tournament in the world. You you can win a three-night stay at Circa Las Vegas to hang with the guys. The contest is a completely free to enter. Just go to sportsgamingpockets.com slash golf party. If you don't win the contest, you can still get a discount on a room using promo code SGP15 and the SGP Final Four Watch Party. The Final Four Watch Party is going virtual. Hang out with the guys on their YouTube channel for the entire Saturday of Final Four action. Live bets, prize giveaways, and much more. Subscribe to youtube.com slash Podcast and tune in on Saturday. All right. All right, all right. Did you get your Final Four correct, Dan? Did you fill out a bracket this year and you had all the the correct four? I
0: I did not. You might be (laughs) surprised that I... Did you get any of
1: the four? No,
0: I had uh, a couple of elite eights, uh, which okay. I think is better than the average person. In fact, it if you, be. when I put my bracket in, I'm in the 60th percentile, which is pretty, wow, seems pretty good. good. Uh, but no, no final fours and two elite eights. So that gives you a sense of what this year's
1: tournament was like. Yep. It's for people who don't know what they're talking about. They're going to win this, this year's uh, bracket contest. All right. Something we do know about is slick transitions. And we know about Bellator <laughs> as well. Bellator 293. Golem versus James. A heavyweight main event. And then we have a featherweight A three-round
0: heavyweight main event. which Oh,
1: I that's good. Yeah, that's right. All right. Going down Friday. So it won't mess with you. our virtual Final Four party. That was very nice of Mr. Coker to do that. 7 p.m. Eastern, kickoff time on Showtime in the U.S. Uh, YouTube, prelims, uh, Canada, YouTube, both of them. Prelims and the main card. And yet I Hardly, I still hardly ever watch it, Dan. It's as easy as clicking on YouTube on my phone. and Still, I can't bring myself to watch Bellator sometimes. But anyhow, what we're we're really selling this episode, aren't we? I
0: I lo- I, I said for once I like a Bellator. Episode. It's true. I, I, I'm
1: doing I, I'm doing the Dan shtick. We've totally changed. Uh, you, you're doing the bad humor, and I'm I'm uh, being Dan here. All right. Where is this going down from? Bachanga Resort Casino in Temecula, <laughs> California. Some a place that neither of us have been to. Correct. Correct. Right. I have not But I like to
0: say Pachanga.
1: Oh, there's my alarm, Dan. <laughs> Why my alarm's going off now, I don't know. But yes. I'm
0: telling you to get to Pachanga.
1: No, <laughs> it's telling me to make two. Uh, we were going to record in 10 minutes. That's what uh, the really alarm is uh... for, to remind me. Pachanga and Temacula. All right. Um, what are we going to start with, Dan? What do you have us doing first? Adam Piccolotto versus uh, Mandel Nalo. Mandel Nalo. Uh, light weights, the main event of the prelim. At this point, um, noteworthy Nalo is Canadian. I thought I should mention that. So he's got um, a real
0: Canadian and he's got a real Canadian... and nickname. <laughs>
1: yep, we will get that in a minute. First, I'll tell you about the bomb. It should be Da Bomb, but he's just the bomb. Adam Piccolotti, thirteen to five, two knockouts, six submissions. He's been submitted twice. Nine and five in Bellator. He's got lost, win, lost, win, loss over his last five fights. He did lose via submission last fight. He was a regional champion, twenty thirteen. Pro MMA debut plus 120 mandel rat garbage now do we know <laughs> the origin of that nickname at all
0: no i love it so much though. It
1: maybe if you wins, you could have him on that other show of yours um rat garbage is nine to two so five <laughs> knockouts four submissions so he's not really garbage at this mma stuff and he's been knocked out twice so he has never gone in the distance by my math Four and two with one no contest in Bellator. Sorry, I should have mentioned he's four and two with one no uh, nine and two with one no contest overall. So he went four and two with one no contest in Bellator. He's gone two and one over his last three. He's gone win, loss, win. He won via knockout his last fight. Was original champ as well. 2012 Pro MMA debut. Inch height, five inches reach on Piccolotti, and he's minus one forty.
0: I'm gonna go dog at the gate here. How uh, dare you? Yeah. Sorry, rat garbage. Um he, here's why. If you look at Nalo in his fights like first Of all really nice one too I Really like how he does work at range He does a really good job of Pressuring and he does so without Like ever throwing a strike like his Footwork is just like very good and he Uses feints and he like gets in uh, And pushes people back against the cage And that's when he unleashes that one too But here's the problem is that like If you look at some of his fights He he does Struggle with the takedown and more so Than struggling with the takedown he he can't get up on his own. In fact, he doesn't even really look to get up on his own. Like the the fight where uh, I think it was Achilles Moda he was fighting, who he wound up losing to uh, with a, one of a, about a drop foot. You remember uh, remember those fighters losing with drop foot yeah. all the time? Uh, so he lost the rage
1: the, for a while there.
0: Yeah, he lost Achilles Moda when he got drop foot uh, and a, a TKO. And in that fight, he got taken down in like 30 seconds into being on the ground. The ref stood him up. But he, like, didn't make any effort to, like, get to the cage, wall walk, try to get butterfly hooks, n- hooks, nothing. He just, like, held down. And the thing is, is against Killis Moda, who is a really good, like, he's really good at jujitsu. That that, like, might be a good task. But here's the thing about Piccolotti. Piccolotti is a wrestler. Uh, if you go back and you look at his fight against Georgi and, uh he's got, like, a huge double leg. He keeps, like, a... High angle finish to it. He's also smart enough with his hands that I'm not particularly worried that Nalo is just going to like back him up and pick him apart. He himself has got decent pressure, although he usually stays behind a jab to do so. So I'm saying, like, I, I think Nalo's wrestling deficiency is bad enough that I'm, I'm, I'm fading the guy who's got slightly better striking here in Nalo because I I do think his striking is probably better and his pressure is a little bit better. But I think Piccolotti holds his own on the feet and I think he winds up winning either a decision or it wouldn't shock me if he got some jujitsu going on the ground. Because, like, you look at the the losses on Nalo's record, which, you know, there's not a lot of them there. But if you look at the losses, you know, ground and pound and obviously, you know, the Achilles Moda uh, drop foot, but like had some wrestling in it, too. So, like both of the losses are via with a little bit of wrestling in them. Um, and I think Piccolo, has got enough wrestling that it carries. So, give me the dog right out the gate. Uh, and that might be a little bit of a trend
1: this week. So, you're saying his grappling is rat garbage. Correct.
0: I'm saying he's rat garbage and his grappling yeah. is just plain garbage.
1: Okay. Okay. And, and you said a good title for the episode during that breakdown, too. So, um, you'll have to wait and see what it is when I drop it on you. So, um, all right what are we moving to? Now? <laughs> I'm really enthused here. All right. Uh, what are we moving to next? We're moving to Colleen Trainer. Did you pick one of that as a fight? No. You no, we it. left
0: that one off. We we'll skipped
1: that one. We're going up to 170. Uh, Walter Waits on the main card. Jaleel Willis versus Hustam Habilov, who you may have heard of uh, before. We're going to tell you about him. Zangief is his name, which is from, is a Street Fighter? Yes. Or is yeah. Okay, yeah. yeah. It's not more a commented Street Fighter, right? Yes. Yep. Okay. Uh, Zangief. Habilov is 24 and 4, four knockouts, five submissions. He's been submitted one time, so he's very durable. 28 fights, he's only been stopped once. This is his Bellator debut. He went 10 and 3 in the UFC. He's won seven of his last eight, including his last fight. However, he's not fought since November of 2019. Used to fight at lightweight, he has missed weight there before. He went 1-0 in one championship, the biggest promotion in history. Uh, 2007, he's been a pro MMA fighter since, and he is a champion all over the place. Champion in Sambo, champion in Creation, champion in combat jujitsu. He's not a champion on the board, odds board tonight at this week, he's plus 126. So actually, he's a, if, if you pick him and he's plus money, he wins. I guess he's a champion. So, anyhow, plus 126 is hobby lobby. Move over to Aaron Jeffrey, another Canadian. That's why we're doing Wait a minute. I got Aaron Jeffrey. And nope. He's in the next fight. Jaleel Willis is what we're talking about here. Sorry, not a Canadian, but he's still cool because he's the realist. Julia Willis. He's 16-4, and four, five knockouts. He's been knocked out once, submitted twice. Four and two in Bellator. He's only won one of his last three. However, he's won seven of his last nine. That sounds a lot better. Uh, he did win his last fight. He's got multiple regional championships on his mantle. Yes, One and all world series of fighting. Six years younger than Habilov. Three inches of height, two inches of reach. Advantage minus one thirty-five.
0: So I'm going dog, dog out of the gate here. Um woof, woof. I, I, I like Ruslan Habilov. Here's the thing. Obviously, I feel worse about this one um, than than any of my underdogs because Habilov has had that long layoff. Uh, but the fact of the matter is, if you look back at Jaleel Willis's fight with uh, um who he fought, Muhammad, or Mukhamid Berkhamov, who he fought back uh, in, in 2001, late 2001. In that fight, he was the one who went to the wrestling immediately. And uh, as soon as Berkhamov shook him off and wound up on top, Willis looked like an absolute shell of himself. Um you know, he, he he was flat on his back. He was pulling his opponent in. He he looked like he was like, oh, shit, I'm a wrestler who's now on his back. And he was might as well have been a turtle on his back because he just like didn't seem to have any good ideas on what to do to get Berkhamoff off of him. And I actually think Berkhamoff is a far worse wrestler than Rustam Loft as long as we see the same Rustam Loft, who, you know, like you know, threw Chris Wade into oblivion with like a hundred takedowns or beat the shit out of Jorge Masvidal. This is a guy who beat the hell out of Jorge Masvidal who, uh, dumped Vince Bichelle on his head and won by, you know, slam that way or beat Yancy Medeiros. Like, I think people forget just how many like big names that Rustam Hobby just like slammed on their head and made look silly. Um, and the only people he didn't were like very solid grapplers who kind of like outlasted him. Uh, in the cardio, like Benson Henderson or like Diego Fajeda, I, I don't think Jaleel Willis is that it's, and as long as he's, you know, again, we're, we're talking about three plus years here, three years and four months or three years, almost five months. He, he sure he could be a shell of himself, but I love that he's moving up in weight here. And I, I think it's going to play. So, uh, I'll, I'll go with Ruslan Hobby Love. I'll go dog, dog out of the gate.
1: And it's not like he's one of the typical, uh, Bellator signees who like, um, who flamed out of the ufc like he, he he left on his own accord and he left on a winning note too so
0: yeah although he did beat sergey condonzo who yes. is uh <laughs> if, if we're just going to be real honest for a second was was freaking terrible if i remember correctly <laughs>
1: yeah his last few wins weren't so hot cajun johnson desmond green jason sago <laughs>
0: but wasn't was cajun johnson on like a like i, I thought Maybe. Cajun johnson, so, five years ago yeah cajun johnson listen to this Canadian. uh Four straight wins, including over one over Stevie Ray. Uh, and then he lost oh, to Islam. Beat, yeah. And then he lost to Islam Makashev and Rustam Habiwaff and they let him go. Yeah. yeah. And, and granted they let him go because uh he spoke out about wages. So right. um yeah, like no no knock at Cajun Johnson.
1: No, this isn't a Cajun Johnson podcast, though, Dan. It could be. Is it it, it could be? We haven't <laughs> done that for a while. We haven't done that shtick for a while. The the old school fans will enjoy that. All right, so we got two plus 120 or more dogs to kick things off, Dan. That is what I'm, we like I'm to feeling, here.
0: I'm feeling like the dogs are barking.
1: And you know what? This is a perfect segue because guess what I'm talking about next? Underdog Underdogs. Fantasy. <laughs> you got it. We're also brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. Underdog Fantasy continues their March Madness college pick 'em. is a great way to get out on the action, especially if your bracket is busted, which we just discussed off the top. Everyone's is. Uh, plus, Underdog Fantasy has your favorite college basketball player props and great NBA and NHL daily games. Head over to underdogfantasy.com and use promo code SGPN for 100% deposit bonus up to 100 bucks. That's underdogfantasy.com, promo code SGPN. Dan picked dogs just so we could segue into the uh, into the ad. From here on forward, he's just going to pick uh, favorites. Watch. I am um, not. I'm not. Oh, there's a... Oh, there, people you, are just about to turn it off. Now you got white. at least one more dog coming. Okay, three fights, at least one more dog. We're going to go to middleweights next. John Salter versus the Canadian that I tried to get too early. Aaron Jeffrey. He has good hair too, right? if I remember correctly. so Sometimes. Yeah, he sometimes has the uh, yeah, yeah. has the waterfall at the back. Yeah, yeah. The Niagara Canadian falls. waterfall. Yep. All right, we're going to talk about Salty Salter first. Uh, it's kind of like Bodie McBoatface, but yeah, his nickname is Salty. He's uh, 18 to That's 6. That's a great reference, by the way. Bodie McBoatface. Yep. It's a classic. <laughs> All right, John Salter, 18 to 6. Seven knockouts, 10 submissions, so he's finished everyone but one. And he's been finishing every fight except one. Uh, two knockouts, three submissions he's been knocked out twice submitted three times so he's got to the gone to the decision twice by my math in 24 fights eight and three in bellator he's lost two straight he's not won since august of 2020 he's gone three and two over his last five so by my math once again he was on a three fight winning streak and then he lost two straight um boom boom boom, boom. He's not fought since March of 2022. So just about a year or just a little bit over a year. He's been out of the cage. 1-2 and two in the UFC. 0-1 in Force. There's a strike. We don't get too many of those anymore. But yep, he was in Strike Strikeforce. Uh, was a regional champion. 2009, a pro MMA debut. He was a grappling champion. Plus 320. Jeffrey, 13-3. Nine knockouts, one submission. He's been submitted one time. 2-0 in Bellator. He's won three straight and seven of eight. He's won two straight via finish. He was owned 2 in the Contender Series, multiple reach of championships on his mantle. Uh, used to fight at Welchweight, seven years younger than Salter, an inch taller, minus 380. I think he lost to two killers on Contender Series, did you not, if I remember correctly?
0: Uh, Brendan Olin-Allen and Kyle, yep. Ohio.
1: Yeah, um, there you go. And, and, two killers.
0: And do you know who his third loss is, to?
1: Oh, yeah, he's only got three career loss. No, tell me. You? Sean Sean Brady. Oh wow. They yeah. did do him many favors. And he's yeah. I think he, he fights out of that Niagara top team that's kind of on the Niagara MMA, right? That's kind of on the on the rise with Jasmine Jesus and uh, oh what's that guy's name, Dan? Um you know who I'm you know who I'm talking about? Black I, hair, welterweight, I think, UFC just one. I, I can't
0: remember. I, I, I don't know it, it'll come about. to me in
1: a second. But yes, I think okay. I think that's where Aaron Jeffrey fights out of. But none of this is really that important. He's minus 380. Uh, are all you right. picking him, Dan, or is, or is this another dog again? No, I'm going dog again. Oh, my God. Plus here, 320. And he's fading here, two Canadians. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. Let's Mike Malott is the name. Mike Malott. Mike Mallott's anyway. okay. not on
0: that team, is he? Yeah, I think so. All right. I'll take your word for it.
1: For today.
0: Um, <laughs> Go ahead. So here's the thing. What do you notice about every single one of those guys who I just mentioned, who beat, uh, who who beat Aaron Jeffrey? They're good and they're grapplers. Bingo! They're grapplers. <laughs> Both of them. They're good and they're grapplers. Yes. Both of them. They're good and they're grapplers. And yep. that's enough because look at the types of guys who John Salter's beats. They're guys who like to strike. He's beaten Chidi Anjikwani. Right, yep. dude, who loves to strike? He's choked out Dustin Jacoby. Uh, he beat Brandon Halsey. He he beat Kendall Grove. Like these are all guys he's submitted, right? And they're guys who like to strike. They're kickboxers who like to strike. The go- the only people in Bellator or any organization for that matter who have ever given John Salter's trouble: Johnny Eblin, Gegard Mousasi, Rafael Lovato. What do you got there? Phenomenal wrestler, phenomenal wrestler, phenomenal jiu-jitsu specialist. Aaron Jeffrey is the type of striker who John Salters eats for breakfast. And I got to tell you, I could not believe when I saw this line posted. I, I, I will be honest. I am not the type to run to the books for a Bellator bet. You know me. I like to pass on Bellator. Usually when we're even doing these shows, I'm like, I don't know, pass on this one. I don't know, pass on this one. I did not say pass on this one. I even got to it early in case that late money came in on Salter. And, and if it doesn't come in on Salter, if it comes in on Jeffrey, people are like maniacs and squeezing in a parlay. I will tell you, John Salter's number, if it gets better, you got to double down. Cause let me tell you something. I like Salter to win better than I like Rustam Hobby Love, And you're getting three times the price. So I'm saying bet the farm on Salters this
1: time. Okay, what's going on with the Lions this week? Three straight dogs? What, so, I, going I, on?
0: I will tell you, so uh, from the first two, I, I think there's a clear reason why they're dogs. So Piccolotti is a late replacement. So okay. uh, I, I know we didn't talk about that one off the, off the top, but uh, Manuel Nalo was supposed to fight J.J. Wilson, who, who's a high-level dude. I, I think that the late replacement aspect of it probably dragged his line down, but I don't think it should have dragged it down that much. And then with Rustam Havilov, it's clearly the three years off, which is why I don't yeah. like playing that line and being like, you know, who, who wants to play a Russian dude on a three-year layoff? But I, I do think he's got a decent chance of winning. With Salter, there's no good reason. I don't know why people keep thinking this dude sucks. L- Losing to Johnny Eblin and in, in Gegard Musasi, Like, those are two of the best dudes in all of Bellator.
1: Maybe he shouldn't be so salty to people. Could that be it? I don't think he's salty. He, he seems like a nice guy. He trains out of Jim O. Uh, he says with, he's salty. Like, I know what Jim O is. G- Jim O is uh, where
0: uh, Bam Bam Barbaretta trains out of now. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. Uh, in, down in, in the North middle Carolina. of nowhere? Yeah, it's... it's USA. It's spelled Jim O, G-Y-M
1: hyphen O. Yeah, but it's yeah.
0: coached by Jeff Jim O, which is spelled J-I-M-M-O.
1: Um, and, and, so, and I'm right. It's like heartland flyover country as people like to say, is it not? Yeah, but that Midwest they've time. got,
0: they've got a bunch of killers there. It's Bam Bam Barbarana, It's Chris Honeycut from Bellator. It's Scott Holtzman, Joe Selecki, um, Ricky Rainey, I think trains out of there. Who's a Bellator guy. Justine Kish is down there. Like they, like, they got tons of people out of, yeah. out of Jimmo.
1: Cool. Good to hear. And they all sound kind of like the same style of fighters too. So, all right. Gr- grind, no assault, grinders, but... grinders yeah. who you
0: can't get out there.
1: Yep exactly all right get in on that get in on all these dogs so far uh we're going to the co event cat zingano versus leah mccourt it will be women's and it would be featherweight we'll tell you about mccourt first leah the curse mccourt seven and two one knockout two submissions she's been knocked out once six and one in bellator won her last fight has missed weight in the past she's 10 years younger than zingano two inches taller one inch to reach plus 350 alpha cat Zingano, thirteen and four, five knockouts, four submissions. She's been knocked out once, submitted once. Three and zero in Bellator. She won three straight fights. She's not lost since December of 2018. She went three and four in the UFC, one and zero in Invicta. Used to fight at flyweight and used to fight at bantamweight. Multiple regional championships on her. Mantle. 2008 pro MMA debut. Grappling champion minus 361. This line kind of surprised me, but I guess you're not going dog here again.
0: Minus three sixty one, you said.
1: Yeah, that's what I got it at. Yep.
0: I, I really enjoy that. No, this is too much. This is too much of a step up for Liam McCoy.
1: You think so? Um, yeah, like but the it, age and the wear and tear, and
0: yeah, I mean, sure, we could talk about the age and the wear and tear, but like, you think grappling? Did, did Kat Zingano look bad in any of the three Bellator fights she fought? No, she beat the hell out, out of Gabriel, did. Gabriel Holloway, Olivia Parker, Pam Bam Sorensen... Sure, maybe not a murderous row, but if you go before that, she beat Marianne Renault. She had that weird TKO loss to Megan Anderson just because Megan Anderson toe-poked her in the eye. Right, yeah. Uh, But before that, three losses in the UFC in a row. Catlin Vieta, Juliana Pena, Ronda Rousey. Yeah. Before that, she beat Misha Tate, Amanda Nunes, and Raquel Pennington. You know, like, and granted, we're we're now talking almost 10 years ago when we get into that line, but, like...
1: Yeah, that's the thing. It's been so... She's been around for so long, but...
0: Yeah, she's been around for a long time, but here's the thing. If if you look at McCourt's last two fights, she did not look particularly good in either of those two fights. In fact, there's a good argument that she lost both of those last two fights. I mean, she did lose the Sinead Kavanaugh fight, and a lot of people think that that decision over for Dana Silva, uh, what, what was, or Deanna Silva rather was not the right one. Like if you go back and look at MMA decisions, I think there are some people who scored that for, uh, Diana Silva, or at least I imagine there were. And the way that she lost those fights was she, she has a really tough time, like managing distance. And when she gets in a clinch, she like tries to overpower and like outstrength her opponents. Yeah. And I'll say this about Kat Zingano. Like, you you could say Kat Zingano might have lost a step in her speed and stuff like that, but she's like still manages distance well. She's still very physically strong, right? Like she's got old lady strength at this point, right? <laughs> um, and and the other thing is McCourt fades as the fight goes, and I just don't see that as being a problem with Kat Zingano. So you're you're right. Maybe the line is a bit too steep, but it's not even steep enough for me to say like, eh, maybe McCourt. And that's after going dog 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 at the gate.
1: But do you know who McCourt beat for her very first uh, pro MMA win? Do you know that, Dan?
0: Uh, we discussed this
1: before. Maybe this will. Oh yeah, she
0: won a shitty split over Manalfiuro. <laughs> she did.
1: Manalfiuro, our girl. Yeah, she beat one of our one of the girls of our podcast and of our Discord. But you're still going against her. Okay, And your math doesn't add up though. So I, get I, it. I don't
0: think she actually won. But that's it. Oh,
1: well, there you go. There you go. You, you kind of say, you're, "Are you going to say it's rigged, Dan? You'd be one of those guys." In the Discord, saying everything's rigged. I hope not. No,
0: I, I'm not going to be one.
1: <laughs> all right, Gumby's finally is in on a favorite. Let's see how we uh how we do in the main event. As Dan said off the top, it's a three round main event, heavyweights. Marcelo Golm versus Daniel James. Yeah, Belcher hasn't gone to the five round main events for non title fights, have they? They usually do though. That's okay. the thing. Well, these guys probably aren't going to last. Wouldn't last all 25 minutes anyhow, right?
0: Um, I don't think so.
1: <laughs> we'll see. All right. I'll tell you about James first. The American Predator. He's 14, 6 and 1, 10 knockouts, 3 submissions. He's been knocked out once, submitted once. 2-0 in Bellator. He's won four straight fights, all via A4, some form of knockout or TKO. Was regional champion, 2013 Pro MMA debut. 3 of height, 7 inches of reach over Golm 130. Marcelo Golm, 10-3, 7 knockouts, 3 submissions, so he's finished everyone. He's been knocked out once in his career. 2-0 in Bellator. He's won four straight fights, all via finish. Hence why I don't think five rounds would matter in this. Anyhow, uh, he's not lost since April of 2019. He went one to three in the UFC. He's 11 years younger than James, minus 150.
0: I'm uh, I'm going dog to end it too. Whoa. Uh, I'm going Daniel James. Here's the thing. Daniel James, he can be 41. I don't even care that he's 41. <laughs> he throws bobs Like he is out there. Chuck hands man And let me tell you something When he hits people it hurts Um and the Has thing about you Mar- before? I know thank god I'm still alive so <laughs> you wouldn't props. be speaking of it yeah, yeah I wouldn't be talking right now If, if that's true I'd probably have my uh, Mouth wired shut. chat but like no. no dude when he throws He throws so freaking hard and The the thing about this Fight is if you look at If you look at Marcelo Gome uh, as a whole like, he has done some really weird things in fights. Like, he's really struggled with grappling from time to time. Like, you go back to—he fought Davian Franklin last. If Davian Franklin didn't entirely gas out in that fight by trying to— it looked like he was trying to, like, throw— um marcelo Gome like over his head at one point he tried to do triple h's pedigree on him like, it, you know like, it was just like the weirdest every time he was in the clinch he tried to do something bizarre and then he just tired out he definitely would have beaten marcelo Gome. and apart from that marcelo Gome has fought some brutal competition since leaving the ufc you know he fought billy swanson big sexy if you know him he's a tennessee heavyweight regional if you uh you're into that kind of thing He fought that dude on short notice. He fought Brandon Herbert, who's kind of a nobody. He fought DJ Linderman, who's been everywhere in the whole world. And that's like all he's fought since he's been in the, out of the UFC. And I just don't think he's fought anybody who can hit him. Like, uh, Daniel James can, because Daniel James hits so freaking hard. And I will also say this. Daniel James low key, really good in the clinch against Tyrell fortune, who is a college level wrestler. When he did get taken down, he countered the position really well. And and just in general, like, I think this fight starts on the feet, and I think Galm just eats a giant haymaker, because James is going to throw those bungalows, and when he dies, I, I think just it just needs one to land. So, uh, yeah, give me my fourth dog of the Bellator Whoa. turn. Uh, what did we get James at? What was the official uh, number? Uh, plus
1: 130.
0: Yeah, so like, Three of them are smallish dogs. One of them's a big one. Uh, yep. But I actually like James quite a bit here.
1: Uh, the pedigree would be illegal if you did an MMA, right? You're not allowed to slam someone's head into the, or face into the mat, are you?
0: It's happened in the UFC.
1: I know, but it, are you allowed you, to do that for real?
0: Do, do, do you not know that the UFC dude who get the pedigree? No, who? Uh, Alan Belcher did it to Patrick Cote, your countryman. Really? Maybe you tried to block it Another out. Yeah, thing, maybe. Yes. Go back and watch the finish <clears throat> of Alan Belcher versus Patrick Cote. He, Cote's head is in between Belcher's legs and he does. He doesn't hook the arms quite like the pedigree, Triple H style, but he does jump up in the air, slam uh, Cote's head into the mat, and then he finishes him by ground upon because he's like stunned after that.
1: So you're allowed. Are you allowed to do that? I, I thought you you're were not allowed. to.
0: Like, you're not allowed to <clears> spike.
1: <throat> Yeah, you're not allowed okay. to
0: spike. So as long as I don't think his head went like straight up and down, like the 12, six elbow kind of yeah. rule Um, with, except for with their brain, uh, I think yeah. you're fine. So as long as you drop him on the front of the face, which I, I guess Alan Belcher did enough because they didn't DQ him.
1: Well, Alan, uh, uh, who was it? Oh no, you said it was to uh, Patrick. Coutte. Well, he, he still looks good. So he didn't mess his face up too much. So, all right, let's uh, recap all of the dogs here. He's got James, He's got Zingano. That's his only favorite and a big one. He's got Salter as a massive dog. Love and Piccolotti. Sound good? Let's do it. Anything (laughs) else that we haven't covered yet on this amazing episode of Bellator? No, I love (laughs) Bellator. That's it. Good. All right. We're going to be back tomorrow with CFFC, a promotion you actually like, right? I love CFFC. Yep. And it's kind of in your neck of the woods, sort of, right? Your side of the world, at least. My side of the world, for sure. Yes. Yeah, not not neck of the woods in that state. I don't pronounce properly. All right. Um, so we'll be back tomorrow with that. In the meantime, we told you about the Discord. If you're not in there yet, get in there. It's lots of fun. Sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Discord. Um, other podcasts are calling their listeners cowards if they don't put in a review. So I'm calling everyone a coward who hasn't given a review <laughs> yet. If you're listening and you haven't uh, put a review through um, and five stars and all that jazz and you're a coward, and it's actually been working for other people. So, hey, let's see. Let's see if you MMA, the Jens are cowards or not. So um what else can you do that would help us make sure you listen to us on our actual feed, uh the mma gambling podcast feed it helps makes our numbers look prettier um and you can follow us on twitter sgp mma or actually both uh that plus gumby's account gumby Vreeland, plus my account jeff fox writer you can listen to gumby's other podcasts the top Turtle mma podcast which i did so today and he interviewed a couple people who were going to talk no they were pfl fighters right all of them. Uh,
0: two PFLs and one we're going to talk it. about.
1: Right, right. So listen to the top turtle on the podcast. Um, he squeezed three interviews in instead of two. Um, What else should you do? Read all our stuff. Baseball season starting tomorrow. I have my uh, best bets for MLB. So you can check that article out in sportsgamblingpodcast.com. And Dan and I are. And our staff of writers are covering every sport underneath the sun. So check that out. And you can read all my MMA writing at moneymma.substack.com calm all right we'll be back tomorrow until then i will remain salty jeff fox my co-host the american predator daniel braylon will be back tomorrow as well bye
0: rat garbage